Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals, where crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs can learn and experience the art of crystal healing. I am delighted today to come to you with an interview from the amazing Adam Barillet. And Adam and I got to discussing all kinds of things about crystals. Our main focus was about using crystals for a connection with nature. But we also talk about how crystals can help kind of boost your confidence as a healer and an energy worker. We talk about the importance of crystals as gifts from Mother Earth and how to give back for that amazing gift that she's given to us. And we talk a little bit about our backgrounds, how we got started working with crystals, some of our favorite ones for connecting with nature and connecting with universal source energy. And Adam is just such a delight. I had an amazing time speaking with him. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to what he has to share with you today. So I'll turn it over to the interview, but I do want to make sure that you know um, we are doing a giveaway along with Adam. So we'll actually be giving away two of Adam's oracle card decks, which he'll talk a little bit about in the interview, and his book. So we'll be giving away a copy of the Crystal Connections message cards, the Crystal Keepers oracle cards, and the Crystal Connections book, A Guide to Crystals and How to Use Them. All of these were compiled by by Adam and they're just amazing resources. So go over and check out the blog after you listen to the interview today for your chance to win one of these three items. We'll be choosing three winners, and each person will receive one of these items at random. So we're really, really excited about that. I hope you enjoy the interview, and I'll touch back with you again at the end. Hi, everyone, and Crystal Blessings. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing the amazing Adam Barillet. And Adam is someone that I've definitely been following for quite some time. If you're not familiar with him, you may actually know him and not even know it from his amazing YouTube channel where he talks all about healing crystals. So Adam, thank you so much for being here. Um, Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you got started working with crystals? Oh, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me today. I'm really blessed to be able to share with your your, your fans and your following in your circles. Um, so my journey began with crystals about oh, over 20 years ago now when I walked into a crystal shop and I bought myself a little amethyst. And I went home and I read up all about the magic and the mysticism of that crystal on the little bit of paper they gave me. And then the next week I was back in that crystal shop and I bought another one. And then another one and another one and to the point now where I think I work with about 300 different crystals. So that's where it all kind of began. And as I was kind of growing up, I, I noticed that, you know, I'd buy all the books and try and find as much information as I could about crystals. And there's so much information out there that would tell you that a rose quartz is good for love and a citrine is good for abundance, but they wouldn't tell you what to do with them. And so I was kind of collecting all these crystals and they're sh- sitting on a, a shelf looking pretty. And I 
And you know, we're a funny bunch of trusts that are drawn to crystals because we can justify spending 10 or 20 or $50 on a colorful bit of rock. And maybe our friends and family are wondering where our money's going. So I thought, <laughs> you know, obviously we have this unique drawing to these gifts from mother nature. So I feel it's our responsibility to make sure we know how to use them. Otherwise it's like me giving you a Ferrari and you're leaving it sitting in the garage. So I started bringing in other elements of, you know, um, different practices. So aromatherapy and astrology and feng shui, creative visualization, spell work and different things to work out how to get all the love and the healing and the protection and all the things you've read about in these books. And for many years, I was just doing my own thing. And I grew up in Australia, I was blessed to live in Toronto for a while in New York City and had some great teachers in. And finally, when I came back to Australia, I, I met some great people who invited me to write my books and produce my Oracle cards. And so now I'm blessed to, um, sh you know, travel around the world teaching people what to actually do with these colorful things that we that we love so dearly. You know, Adam, I'm so glad that you brought that up because as a crystal teacher, that was, you know, and even in earlier on in life as a, as a student, kind of learning everything I could about crystals, that was one of my biggest complaints. I mean, I have over 200 crystal books and it seemed like there were all these encyclopedic volumes about what the properties of stones um, were, but not as much information on what to do with them. And even then, sometimes what you got was either so overly complicated that you felt like, you know, I, at least I guess I should speak for myself. I, I remember feeling like, oh, what if I make a mistake? Or this has a lot of steps, so this seems really complicated. Or like, what if I don't have all of those special tools or things that I need? And just through my own work with stones, eventually realized it doesn't have to be difficult or complicated. But now I think more and more people are waking up to that. And you do see amazing books available today, like your book, Crystal Connections, A Guide to Crystals and How to Use Them, that really is more practical and it's more of a hands-on integrative approach to working with stones. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I, I love working crystals and I want as many people to feel confident with that. And if we can't make it simple and understandable, then, you know, we're going to be eliminating people who will feel helpless with, with, with what to do with their crystals. So true. Um, now, Adam, I know for you, a big part of your attraction to stones is really because of this value that you have about living in harmony with nature. So what tips do you have for our listeners on the podcast or our readers on the blog about how to work with stones to really find this balance and live more in harmony with nature? Well, we definitely know that crystals are these gifts from Mother Nature that certain people are drawn to. And I think, you know, if she's going to gift them to us, and sometimes there is that people feel a bit worried about, am I doing bad digging these out of the earth or, you know, being part of the thing where they're mined out of the earth. And I, I, I personally, I've sat with this for a long time and feel that if Mother Nature is going to give us these gifts, it's, it's to work in harmony with her. So just like when we feel, you know, we love going traveling around the world, but there's nothing better than going home. And so many people sit in their lounge room or sit in their, their special little uh, spiritual room at home and do their crystal work. But what I found time and time again, the more we can go out in nature, it's like taking the crystals home. They sing so much more. They allow us to experience and that as they wake up our awareness, they, they wake up what's happening around us in our natural environment. And I think some days we can go, we can get up in the morning and go to bed at night. And we actually haven't noticed a single thing about what's happening in the natural world. And we see what's happening around the planet at the moment, that there's a greater need than ever to really reconnect with nature. And I think Crystals love it when we go back in nature, and I think we really love it when we're back in nature. So it's a match made in heaven. 
You know, I, that is so true. Just to give a quick example, yesterday I had one of those days where yep. exactly what you're explaining, where I was rushing around all day, was totally not in my present moment awareness, was just going from one task to the next and had like just busy, busy, busy all day. And I was on my drive home. And luckily I live a little outside of the city. So I have a new age store in a big city, not a big, big city, but here in Madison, Wisconsin. And I live about a half an hour away. So I was driving home and I have this beautiful drive through the countryside. And it just, it really, I love it because I'm so decompressed by the time I get home. But I was looking out of my car window, just looking at how beautiful everything was. And the sun had, was just starting to set and it was so gorgeous. And the sky was that soft pink color. And I went past this little pond that's pretty near my house, and I saw that there is this flock of pelicans, and they're glistening, beautiful white, shimmering feathers in the middle of this pond with this beautiful pink sunset. And I drove past, and I thought, oh, that's pretty. And I told myself, no, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful moment. So I turned around my car, I went back, pulled off on the side of the road on this country road, walked down to this big pond and just sat for 20 minutes and just enjoyed the beauty of this moment in nature. And I think you're so right that our crystals are like little connection points to that energy that mother nature has to share with us. And, and such a good reminder to take time to do that. Precisely. You know, when, when I was growing up, I, th I think as humans, you know, we're all very important, but sometimes we get overwhelmed with how important our troubles are. And I was blessed again to grow up in the bush of Australia. And I found this little rock that I could go sit on on the top of a hill. And through that, I could see Perth, which is at the capital city of where I live. And it looked about, oh, about two inches tall. And that really, <laughs> you know, when you think about the big city and there it's about two inches tall, it really puts into perspective, you know, that how big our troubles really are and i think the more we're out in nature and the crystals give us that gateway to really get out there and connect with that power of nature so much more and fi find that balance that nature already has every day wow you know are there any crystals that just come to mind specific crystals that are, are a good reminder for you or a good touchstone um to help you with that connection to the natural world um it's a, it's a pretty basic crystal, but I think it's one that kind of gets neglected maybe because of its color, but smoky quartz is a beautiful one. You know, there are so many vibrantly different colored crystals, but I think a lot of the time, because we are so much in our heads or so much in our hearts with emotions that are overwhelming, smoky quartz grounds us so beautifully and just reconnects us with um, with with the the sacredness of, um, of Earth. So I, I really love working with that one. You know, there are more, more rare ones. I've, I've got a bit of a um, bad habit of loving really rare crystals, ones like Numite, which comes from Greenland, um, even brown tourmaline can be really nice as well. But yeah, in, in case of emergency, just find your smoky quartz and it'll remind you of the sacredness of Earth. You know, and that is so true. I think it is often overlooked and kind of underutilized, but it's honestly, it's one of my favorite stones to work with as well for so many reasons. But yeah, the grounding capability of that crystal is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. So Adam, let me ask you this. I know that you also, you know, you mentioned this a little earlier, but you also use crystals in conjunction with essential oils. And I'm just wondering, you know, I've spoken with a lot of people who kind of use these two things in combination, but what are some of your favorite ways to work with these two really powerful healing energies together? Yeah, sure. Let me give you a couple of my favorite examples. So why I love working with essential oils and also bring in animal guides and different things like that is instead of just having one little soldier fighting that battle of whatever you want to manifest, 
using similar energies and so you've got a whole army together. So first of all, I'll share one of my favorite abundance ones. So what you need for this is you need a small citrine crystal, you need some bergamot essential oil, and you need, in Australia, we, we use a $100 note or whatever your highest currency note is in, in whichever country you are. So what you do is you sit down with your crystal and you hold it in your hands and you visualize whatever you want to manifest abundance-wise, whether that be a certain amount in your bank account or whether it's being able to pay for a holiday or something like that. And you want to see and taste and feel and do that. And you send that into the crystal, you know, and, and how crystal teachers teach you how to program the crystal. Now, after you've done that, what you do is you get some bergamot essential oil, put a couple of drops on your hand, rub that all over the crystal and rub that over the $100 note, breathe that in and put that note into your purse or your wallet. Now, how these three things work together is the crystal, as we know, crystals, because of the way they form, they hold energy. So even after you stop thinking about that abundance, it's going to keep on putting that out into the energy field and attracting that into your life. Bergamot essential oil works in a couple of ways. First of all, it works with our limbic system. So, you know, when you smell lavender and you think of your grandmother or you smell a cologne or a perfume of an ex and, oh, it brings back a bad memory. What happens is each time you smell that bergamot, it's really going to help take you back to how you're feeling abundant in that meditation. So you can smell it that way. Now, the trick with that, that big bill, whether it be a hundred or something else, is you're never allowed to spend it. And that just sits <laughs> in your purse or your wallet uh, with that citrine. Um, and the trick is what happens, you know, whenever we open our purse or our wallet and we go, oh, I've got no money. You start to change your conversation about what, you know, your relationship with money is you open up and you always have some money. Now I have had the same hundred dollar note in my wallet now for four years, and I will refuse to break that. Even if I'm at a cash only place and I have to walk for 20 minutes to find an ATM, because that is my commitment to never running out of money. You could negotiate, go, oh, I'll put a hundred dollar note in the next week, but it, it just doesn't work that way. And what I found a little while after doing that, you know how sometimes you know, a couple of days before payday, you're kind of like, oh, can I come back and pay for that once I get paid? I actually found that I always had enough money to pay for what I needed to pay for at the time. So that's one of a real simple one that I found to be really, really effective. Wow, so I love that so much. That, that's one of my favorites to do with abundance. And I know another thing I'm always getting asked about is, is about love. Um, so first of all, I'm going to say I have a bit of an issue with rose quartz. So I kind of feel it's a bit like the Kardashians. It gets far more attention than it deserves. <laughs> so so I, I love rose quartz. It has a nice, gentle, loving energy. But I know a lot of people, when they want to attract love into their life, it, I, I, because it's soft, gentle energy, I don't think it quite has the oomph to, um, to bring a powerful love into your life. And there are so many great pink crystals. You know, there's rhodochrosite, rhodonite, there's pink tourmaline. And one of my favorites that I want to share about is kunzite. Now, for me, I found kunzite to be the highest vibration pink crystal. And I find if you're, this is not something you, it, it tends to attract love into your life that's going to be long-term or even, um, you know, lifelong engagements or soul engagements and that type of thing. It's probably not the best crystal to give to your 14-year-old daughter to attract her first boyfriend in your lesson <laughs> unless you want him lingering around forever. Sure. What, you do, what you do with this one is you get some kunzite, a small piece of kunzite will be great. And we also get some rose essential oil. Rose is really good at opening up our heart. It's really good for helping us to, um, to, to kind of see the perfection in people, even after we've been in a relationship 
for a while. So again, hold your kunzai. And this is a really nice one to do in the bedroom. Hold your kunzai if you're trying to attract a new love into your life and get that rose essential oil. Again, program that crystal, visualize that person. And when it, when it comes to love, I always say, don't visualize the person you want to attract into your life. Because if you're visualizing this gorgeous person with blonde hair and blue eyes, you're cutting out everyone else. So what I do is I, visual, I visualize and I sense the, the person that I, uh, I want, kind of what, what I'll feel, the energy and the feelings of it rather than what I see. So program that. And then to tie that in, after you've done that ritual, you're going to smell your rose essential oil. Rose is going to help to open up your heart and bring new opportunities and possibly people that you don't expect to come into your life. Um, and what we're going to use a little bit of feng shui in this one. I'm guessing if you're listening to this or reading this at the moment, that you're pr probably single. And if you are, um, not that everyone's single, but if you're interested, you're single. Um, but if you're single, you probably have you know two bedside tables and you probably spread out all your stuff over both of them. Now, what we want to do is we want to clear out one of those bedside tables so that there's room almost energetically for that person to move in straight away. Uh -huh. on, that on that bedside table, get a little candle um, and um, a mirror. And what we do is put a bit of rose essential oil on the crystal and on you as well, but also on that candle. And each night before you go to bed, just take a few minutes. I used to listen to a, a song, the same song over and over again to get me in the, you know, that romantic feeling. And you light the candle and you pop that near the mirror. And you see what that candle's doing by being reflected in the mirror, it's creating a twin flame. So in the energy of your bedroom, you're drawing in a twin flame. Kunzite, of course, will bring in that vibration as you carry it throughout your day. And even, you know, if you wear rose essential oils throughout the day, that'll all keep that energy around and bring opportunities when you least expect it. So oh. those are a couple of ways that I really like to work with essential oils. And they, you know, they work um, not, not just on that magical sense, but they have emotional components as well. And Bergamo, for example, is great for increasing our self-esteem and how we feel about deserving money. I always say that the world pays you what you deserve. And so it can help to deal with any issues that are stopping you and blocking you what you're trying to manifest with your crystals as well. These are such amazing tips because not only are they working with that, you know, beautiful, powerful energy of crystals, but then you're bringing in that vibratory frequency of the essential oils as well. And so you're really getting this amazing combination that, at least in my experience, working with the two things together is, is really greater than the sum of the parts. I mean, when you, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, lining up all these little soldiers and having them kind of all go to work for your purpose. And I just, I love um, what you've just shared with us and also pulling in that element of feng shui too. I mean, that's just so, so important for kind of holding space. And I, this is such a cool idea. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And you, you can bring in whatever you're drawn to. If you're into astrology or something like that, then do, do things with astrology. Or if you, if you love angels then bring in an angel as well, but if you're not, don't do that, you know, bring in an animal guide or bring in whatever works for you and whatever makes your heart sing that's going to change your vibration and, and the crystals are going to respond to that and that type of thing as well. So, yeah. So true. So true. Now, Adam, I want to pivot just a little bit and um, there, you have something really amazing that I've had for a while now. It's the crystal keepers Oracle. Could you tell us a little bit about this Oracle deck and maybe like your creation process or how it came to be? Why was this something that you were called to create? Yes, definitely. Um, for me, the Crystal Keepers Oracle, um, I wanted to create some Oracle cards 
I know that Oracle cards for many spiritual people are a really nice way of getting a bit of guidance um, and direction in their life. Um, but when it came to crystals, I wanted to, again, do a little bit more than just put a crystal on a card, um, which so many people do, and the photos are beautiful. But if you're not too familiar with some of the crystals, it, it, it's hard to know what it is. You've got to go back to the guidebook and you can't follow your own guidance and your own intuition. So what I did is I sat with each crystal and I, I kind of connected with, if this crystal was a person, what would that scene look like? And I, I, I worked with an artist and I would visualize these people um, with the crystals and, and, and a scene and I described that to them and they would help bring that to life for me. So the Crystal Keepers Oracle is 44 different um, cards. Each one is a keeper or a guardian of a crystal. Um, you, you see a person or a couple of people holding that crystal um, in a different scene. There'll be, again, plant references and animal references and things in that card. And so what I do when, I, when I'm guiding other people to work with my deck is I say, you know, we're so quick sometimes to we pull out our Oracle card and then we grab the guidebook and see what someone else t tells us that card means or that crystal means. So the, the book, what I encourage is because you look at this scene and see how you feel. You know, some of the cards are a bit confrontational. There's, with Serpentine, there's a guy cutting himself out of a snake, whereas some, some are beautiful, you know, with rose quartz and a lady walking through a field or citrine and she's, you know, a, a lady enjoying the sunshine. But, you know, what does this crystal bring up for you and what does that mean for you as well? If you want to check out the guidebook afterwards and get a little few extra tips, but it's about listening to what nature is saying to us. You know, to different people, to different cultures, different animals, different crystals mean different things. Some people love a crystal and some people don't. And I think nature is speaking to us one-on-one. -on -one. And so listen to your own guidance by using the Crystal Keepers Oracle before you worry about what my interpretation is and my, my tips are as well. I, you know, I really like that. And you, you have a different deck of cards also that's a little bit different. You have the Crystal Connections message cards. And these are more affirmation-based. So how would you kind of um, say that these cards differ? Like how would you go about using the affirmation cards in comparison to the Oracle cards? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the difference between the two is, uh, as you said, Ashley, it's um, the message cards. Just have, they've got a picture in the front and they're actually 70 different cards that I took pictures of my own personal collection. I took them out into the Australian bush in different scenes as well. So I'm a little bit proud of my pictures. Um, <laughs> but on the back is just, just a short little message kind of thing. So sometimes we just want a little, a little pick-me-up tip. You know, it's like having a quick cup of tea or something like that. So that's what the message cards are. If you want to just you pull a card, get a message, go, okay, that crystal might be a good one for me to work with at the moment, done. Whereas the Crystal Keepers Oracle, you know, they, they can mix really well with if you're doing a healing um, session or if you really want to get in deep to something. So you can pull one card or three cards or there's different layouts in the guidebook that you can do. And that's going to go, okay, let's have a real big look at what you're asking now and, and, and let's get serious. That's a whole meal kind of thing. Sure. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. And then, Adam, you also have a book out, which I mentioned earlier in our interview, and that's Crystal Connections, A Guide to Crystals and How to Use Them. So just for everyone um, listening or reading through the transcript of this interview, what kind of topics do you cover in this book? Because like I mentioned earlier, this is one of my big complaints about the books that were available, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I really started to get into crystals, um, where there was a lot about the what and not so much about the how. So what kind of topics do you cover in, in your Crystal Connections book? Yeah, precisely that. You know, uh, for many people that are interested in crystals, they're already like Ashley and they've got these 200 different uh, books <laughs> sitting around and they're like, why should I bother getting yours as well? And, and it's precisely that. What I wanted to do is there's over 100 crystals in there. 
Um, we also made sure um, with the photography, you know, a lot of the crystal books would just have one crystal. And I used to work in a crystal shop and I'd have arguments with people because they'd go, no, 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 I want a carnelian that looks like this carnelian because that's what carnelian <laughs> looks like in that book. And I'm like, carnelian comes in a whole range of colours. So it, it helped with identifying the crystals a little bit as well. But I go through over 100 crystals in my full colour book. And just like I've talked about the citrine and bergamot one and the attracting your um, soulmate one with the kunzite, that is what my book is full of. So each, it's in alphabetical order of over 100 crystals. And it will tell you exactly little things that you can do every day. It doesn't have to be as, um, some of it's just how you can integrate it into your life. So you start to get those experiences as well. In, in the start of the chapter, it, it's a little colored box. It'll tell you what animal I like to work with and what animal, uh, what, um, what plant or essential oil I'll use. And I also like to use different ways of cleansing my crystals as well. And, and I uh, sh share a lot about that in the book and in my teachings as well. So you've got that and you've got at the back the good old A to Z, which tells you, you know, if you're looking for a crystal for a certain thing, which ones I recommend as well. So if you really want to start getting them off the shelf, then that's why, why I wrote my book and why I, I thought we needed another one out there. So really a great guide for beginners, but also an excellent quick reference for more advanced practitioners as well. Definitely. And I was very specific, you know, sometimes um, I would read some books and it would talk about this crystal that helps to activate the light body, bringing down the divine light into your auric field and awakening all those energy centers of, you know, divine beingness or something. And I'm like, what does it do? So I, I've been very, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it, it's a basic book. You know, I, there are children, there are teenagers that love my book and that type of thing, but I've made sure to put it in plain, simple English language. That's really easy to understand. So if you don't, if sometimes you're trying to work out what does this crystal do, um, I've really focused on making sure that the language is understandable for everyone, no matter what your spiritual level or experience is. I love that so much. And Adam, we talked a little bit earlier about your amazing YouTube channel, um, but would you mind just taking a few moments to tell everyone where they can find you online and stay in touch and learn more about you? Definitely. Yeah. So the quickest way to find me on YouTube, um, my channel is basically my name, Adam Barillet. Um, I find if you search Adam Barillet in a certain crystal, um, you'll, you'll find it there. I also have um, videos on essential oils as well. So each video goes for about 10 minutes or so, and it'll go through all the different ways that, um, I took that, that you can use that different crystal. So if you've, you know, you've been down to the crystal shop and you bought this new unusual crystal, I, I kind of really like the unusual crystals. There's lots of information about amethyst and rose quartz, but I get into the unusual ones as well. And this can give you a 10 minute guide on what to do with them. So it'll talk about all the different elements and aspects and that type of thing. It talks about my correspondences. Um, and one thing that I, I like to do as well, like we were talking about before, they're all filmed out in nature. So they've been filmed um, throughout Australia. Um, I've done some in New Zealand. I've done some in Singapore. I've done a lot in the United States. Um, so you can see different scenery as well, just to take us back to that nature and that aspect of things as well. Adam, thank you so much. And for all of you listening, um, definitely be sure to check out Adam's book and his amazing card decks. We'll have links to all of those in the blog portion of this interview, as well as, of course, a link to Adam's website and YouTube channel. So Adam, thank you again. And tell us one more time, what is your website? So my website, very, very simple, just adambarillet.com, A-D-A-M-B-A-R-R-A-L-E-T.com. Uh, check that out. It's got all my links and all my information there. And yeah, we'd love to hear from anyone. And you can subscribe to my newsletter that comes out every week as well. Thank you so much again for joining us today. I really appreciate you being here. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
Wow. Listening to that interview again just gave me goosebumps. There were so many good insights and takeaways that Adam had to share. So again, a big thank you to Adam. I am just so thrilled that we got to connect with him on the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed this interview and that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you do want more information about anything we discussed in this episode, And to make sure that you enter that giveaway for one of Adam's card decks or a copy of his book, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And I just love, love, love reading these reviews that you guys have written, checking out the five-star ratings you're leaving. I'm just so excited to be getting such positive feedback from everyone. As long as we keep getting great feedback, we'll keep recording this podcast. Um, It's just, it's a lot of fun and I love hearing how much you're enjoying it. And I did just want to give a little shout out here because really reading these reviews just makes my whole day. So I wanted to say... Thank you so much to Sarah Balmer. Sarah says, I love everything about this podcast and the Love and Light School. Ashley is full of information and graciously shares everything she knows with others. The website, the school, the podcast, social media, they're all five stars. Thank you for all you do and share. Sarah Balmer of Sarah Bell Style, thank you so, so much for that beautiful review and your five star rating. We really appreciate it. So again, if you'd like to leave your own review and maybe have me share it on the podcast, you can do that at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.